Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you guys? Hope you are all well out there on podcast land. And uh, yeah, you may have guessed by the title of this week's episode who exactly we're talking to in our topic of the week. So yeah, we're going to be hanging out with the Chilis and can you believe it? It's episode 270 already. What? Yeah, episode 270 and... Uh, that means that we're not that far away from episode 300. Yeah, uh, so if you have any ideas of what we could do for episode 300, let us know. We are working on certain little things for 300, but uh, yeah, certainly opening the door for you folks out there. What do you want to hear for episode 300? Just around the corner, boy, there you are. It's deadly. How quick time flies, doesn't it? But uh, yes, we're now looking ahead to what hopefully will be a bright and breezy new season in 2022. And we're going to be rebuilding our piping scene. So this will be quite a challenging year. So as we yeah head into episode 300, I dare say the season by that stage will be behind us. And we'll be in a much better place than where we are now. Uh, which is in a, it's not the best possible place at the moment. And we'll talk about that in the news and updates and stuff. I'm sure everyone's dying to hear me talk about this big story that everyone seems to be talking about today that got announced and uh, yeah, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. All right, we will get to it, don't worry. <laughs> uh, but yes, as if this is your very first ever Big Rab Show podcast, I'm sure you're wondering, what the heck am I talking about? Yes, we are that bagpiping show, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it your Celtic music or folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland bagpipe and its people. And uh, all the politics in that as well. <laughs> and there's quite a lot of it this week, so that's what we're going to be talking about. But um, yes, with every Big Rab Show, we always like to mention our good folks over there on Patreon who have clicked on support and are now part of the Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome! Absolutely. The ones over there who have clicked support and have got their hands on tons of extra stuff, including episodes of Big Rab Show Plus, of course, all sorts of exclusive early looks, exclusive interviews, uh, performances, and our weekly Fuse FM Balamoney catch-up service. So if you do happen to miss our Fuse FM show, then you can go over there to Patreon and go and check it out, which is two hours worth of live radio just for clicking support on Patreon. There you go. And you can download it and take it with you. You can stock them up. And then when your years are away on your holidays, you can listen to them all at your leisure when you're laying at the beach with your cocktail and about a field marshal Montgomery in your lugs. There you go. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. But there you go. You don't have to become a supporter, of course, on Patreon. And it's completely voluntary. But um, yes, every click of support is definitely appreciated by all of us here in the Rab Show team. Indeed. Alrighty, with each and every episode, we always mention our ongoing promotion with Andrew Douglas and Camille Litt, of course, in their amazing book, Finding Bagpipe Freedom. If you are considering buying a copy, again, we must remind you, please use our promo code BIGRAB and you'll get money off at the checkout just by listening to the podcast. And uh, that's about it, really. So if you haven't got a copy of Finding Bagpipe Freedom yet in your collection, then... um, 
Well, first question is, is where have you been? Uh, but you, yeah, and the second question is, is why haven't you got it yet? You need it now. So yeah, use our promo code save money just by listening to me on the pod. And uh, yeah, promo code is big rab and you save money. Not bad. Okay, right, let's get straight into the episode then, shall we? Kicking things off with listener mail this week. Our email address, as always, is bigrabshow at gmail.com. It never changes. I'm sure you guys have memorized it by now. Uh, but yes, our first bit of listener mail comes in from Tony. He says, Hi, Big Rab. I've been checking your website in recent weeks and you have not yet listed your brand new merchandise that you've been talking about. When will you be releasing it? When can I buy some Big Rab Show swag? Many thanks, Tony. There you are. Well, Tony, yes, you and many other people who were listening to our Fuse FM show last night where I was talking about the upcoming release of new Rab Show merch. We have been asked by quite a number of people, actually, who need new hoodies, new t-shirts, new towels and stuff and all of that. So people want to get stocked up for this incoming season. Uh, Well, yes, bear with us, folks. We are in in the midst of a bit of a redesign process. All of our merch is all changing. And uh, that takes time. And yes, we do realise we did tick the store down. uh, But that was for good reason. Uh, Brexit was a thing, you know. And shipping things internationally proved to be incredibly challenging. And uh, yeah, we hope that we're going to get to the bottom of it very soon. Uh, But yeah, we do hope to have our brand new merch line launched in the coming weeks. So we will definitely keep you guys across that. So Tony, thank you for your email, mate. Uh, But yes, as soon as the merchandise and stuff gets launched, we'll put it all over social media, of course, give you guys the link on where you can go and purchase stuff. And of course, we'll tell you right here on the pod as well, where you can go and get that sweet, sweet, big Rab Show merchandise. Yeah, It's been a while, actually, since we've sold merch. I think it's been at least a couple of years, I suppose. How long ago was Brexit? Oh, I don't know. It's all one big blur now at this point, you know, that Brexit, then pandemic and Ah, jickers, one thing to the next. But yes, as soon as we have any new merch out, we'll definitely let you folks know. And uh, yeah, where you can go and pick it up, indeed. Alrighty. Now, it's normally at this point in the show where, well, yeah, you guessed it. It's time for Word of the Week. Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Whoopsie. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is uh, a strange one. Whoopsie. (laughs) Now, um, as all will become clear in this week's news, uh, there's been a little bit of a whoopsie. And we're going to be talking about that. And, of course, it references our good folks up there in RSPBA headquarters. There's been a whoopsie, and we'll talk about that. But also, whoopsie from the point of view of making mistakes with your plane. You know, I I dare say in recent weeks, as folks have been practicing at home or with their bandmates, they've made the odd mistake or two. And I do know a lot of players out there that can be incredibly hard on themselves whenever they make that mistake in the exact same part, same tune, every time, why can't they get that clean, you know, why, why can they just not get from point A to point B without making a fluff of some sort? Yes, mistakes happen. And as Dan Nevin said in one of his online video things with the National Piping Centre over the course of February there with hashtag pipes it, he said that mistakes are necessary and they are an incredible learning tool. And he has not yet known anyone to never make a mistake in their life. And uh 
Yeah, in my own plan this week, I have been particularly getting stuck at certain points and constantly making mistakes, and I'm having to rewind, reset, play it again. Ah, there's it again. Rewind, reset, play it again. Try not to trip up every time. Sometimes, I think I heard it best described that your hands have their own brain. Does that make sense? You have your conscious brain which sits on top of your shoulders in your head and it makes decisions for you. But your hands also have their own wee brain of their own and they need more time than your conscious brain to actually process the information and do what you want them to do. Does that make sense? I do reckon that autopilot is a real thing in Highland Piping and Drumming. Well, especially Drumming in my experience. You do settle into like an autopilot mode. Once you've taught your limbs what they're supposed to do for a certain tune, and here's the score, or here's the set, then once you have it learned, then it does get ingrained into autopilot, and you can simply spit out the tune without thinking, without consciously thinking. And, you know, your hands and everything just do it automatically. So mistakes are necessary because your hands are slower learners than the one that's inside your skull right now. (laughs) Does that make any sense? So be prepared for the whoopsie. And if anything, embrace the whoopsies. uh, Because they will happen. And probably happen at the worst possible times too. You know what I mean? You know, when you're standing at the line at the Worlds and then suddenly you get an early E or you clip a roll or something. uh, Or you come into the wrong part. Oh, don't even talk to me. So many whoopsies our rab has had in the circle at the Worlds. Uh, Yeah, I could write a book. But uh, yes, embrace the whoopsies because they are your path to better playing, I suppose. And yeah, we will talk more about the whoopsie that happened in headquarters this week. We'll get to that. Now, anyway... Now, this brings us on to the next point in our show, which is Weekly Drone. And it's been a wee while since we've heard from JD uh, Ingram's up. But yeah, we don't have him again this week. There's no Weekly Drone this week. Yeah, we absolutely love Weekly Drone. And we always love bringing them here to the show and reacting to them as well. It does sometimes spark some debate and... uh, Some heated exchanges, I suppose, online. You know, what makes a real piper? That one went on for a while. and still kind of bubbling under the surface, I suppose. Uh, But, yeah, we don't have any weekly drones this week. But I dare say, following today's news story that was dropped about the whoopsie, then, uh, yeah, I dare say we will get some weekly drones. So if you do want to send us your opinions, warts and all, without any identifying factors, then go to thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone there's a big button right at the top of our website you'll find it and uh, yeah you can tell us your thoughts opinions your stories warts and all indeed yeah so let us have it weekly drone that's where you go and hopefully jd will make a return next week now if anything we are expecting some stories from you folks out there because of course this is the 16th of march and tomorrow is st patrick's day Yeah, which is kind of a... It's just another day here in Northern Ireland, I suppose. Yeah, you know, the pubs are a bit busier. There's the odd wee parade and stuff and celebration here and there. But nothing quite on the scale as to what happens in the United States. We've been getting so many gig announcements and things from all sorts of bands across the United States, all out celebrating St. Patrick's Day. And, uh, yeah, I kind of want to go and celebrate St. Patrick's Day in 
the States. <laughs> Do you know? It seems like altogether better crack. I'd seen a, well, it was on the news, I think, there, about how Chicago actually dyed the river green and all that stuff. What? Why? I don't understand it. It's cool. It's cool, but I don't understand it. Um, also, the whole thing with green beer, green Guinness and all that. I don't, I, no, just give me a regular pint of Guinness, thanks. You know, this whole green food colouring thing, it's it's getting out of hand, you know. A Guinness is a Guinness, you know what I mean? And a whiskey is a whiskey. Don't, don't put green stuff in it. That doesn't make any sense to me. But there you go, maybe I'm a bit old-fashioned, you know. But yes, we are aware that there's plenty of bands out there tomorrow celebrating St. Patrick's Day uh, with gigs, parades, performances, the length and breadth of the globe. And yeah, if your band is out playing, then we do want to hear from you. Especially, if yeah, if this is your first time back out again following the pandemic. There's been quite a lot of bands saying this, you know. This is the first time the band's out since we went into lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, please do send us in your Rab Show selfies. Of course, you can send it to us on our Facebook page, our Twitter, or our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, you can also send us in your weekly drones if you have any tales or stories of woe from St. Patrick's Day celebrations with your band. And we would love to hear them, of course, and we can present them all here as part of Weekly Drone. Uh, yeah, and you can hear our reactions, of course. So if you do have any stories out there about St. Patrick's Day gigs or parades and stuff, then uh, yeah, let us have it. Weekly Drone, thebigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. That's where you do it. So, yes, to everyone who is out playing tomorrow with your band, or even if you're out just as a soloist, uh, playing in your local pub or whatever, we hope you have the best possible tune. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. You know, it's been a while since we've all been out playing. And, uh, yeah, I do know that this is uh, an opportune time for a lot of bands to do a lot of fundraising. So it's great to see that bands are able to get out and gig again. And, uh, yeah, restock those coffers again. You know, because running a band certainly isn't cheap. And events like St. Patrick's Day certainly help, you know. So there you are. Go out and help support your local band. Head out to these gigs, you know, and maybe drop a penny or two on their cap. And uh, yeah, um, go and celebrate St. Patrick's Day, folks, and have the best possible time. And let us see it, too. A little video clip here, a little photograph there. We'd love to see it. So hashtag Big Rap Show Selfie. And email them into us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you are. Oh, and please don't call it St. Patty's Day. I have no idea where that comes from. That just gives me the shivers. Anyway, it's St. Patty's Day with two Ds. Paddy's Day, not Patty's Day. Patty's is something you put in a burger. Oh, get off my high horse now, Rab. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to get some hate mail about that one. What do you see? Anyway, swiftly moving on. Yes, St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow, and I can't, I can't wait, actually. I'm going to spend it with the wife and kids and have the best time. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Alrighty, well, you don't want to know what I'm up to tomorrow with St. Patrick's Day, but wherever you are, I hope you're all keeping well and have the best possible time. Indeed. Alrighty. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, this huge whoopsie that dropped from headquarters, and we will talk about it. But first, yeah, I'm going to take myself a little break here. And then we'll get into all the news and updates. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. 
Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics, and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Ah, yes, time for the news and updates on this week's Big Rab Show podcast, the 16th of March. Uh, what, can we call it St. Patrick's Day Eve? Yeah, I suppose we can. There you go. Well, our first news story this week, I have to give a very quick mention to Mesa Caledonian Pipe Band, who uploaded their performance from the Phoenix Scottish Games there uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually. Their, so their Grade 3 band was out and actually sounded quite incredible. So well done to everyone there, there at Mesa Caledonia, uh, putting on a stellar performance at the Phoenix Scottish Games. Well done, guys. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. Now... It brings me on to, yeah, obviously, a big news story that we didn't mention. Well, we might have briefly mentioned it last week, of course. But the 10th of March was International Bagpipe Day. Yes. And I have to say, the amount of companies involved, bands, solo musicians, everyone who was celebrating International Bagpipe Day, it would have made your head spin. You know, <laughs> so many people celebrating International Bagpipe Day with just posts aplenty all over social media. There was videos, photographs, and oh, it was just fantastic. So wherever you managed to celebrate your own International Bagpipe Day, hope you guys had the best possible time, had a good tune in the house, and uh, yeah, thank you for entertaining all of us online with so much brilliant bagpiping content over International Bagpipe Day. It was simply brilliant. So thank you, everyone. There you are. International Bagpipe Day. Do you know, it should be every day. You know, you shouldn't have to get out your pipes and think, right, I'm getting these out of the box because it's International Pagpipe Day, you know. Uh, no, get them out every day, you know, regardless. Every day is International Bagpipe Day. <laughs> Alrighty, moving on. A next little news story then came from, well, one of my favourite bands, actually, Horo. And they're going to be announcing, well... They've just announced their brand new album called New Moon. Now, they've had to reschedule this. Uh, They were going to be launching it earlier in the year, uh, but they're now going to be launching it later on the 6th of May. So for those of you who have been waiting for this new album, it's been delayed. The album launch will be held in the Ironworks in Inverness. And uh, yeah, for full details, you can go and check out Horo on social media. Uh, but yeah, I am definitely going to be getting a copy of that. I think I have actually have it on pre-order. Yeah, so there you go. Horo and New Moon, definitely one of my favourite trad and folk bands out there. And uh, New Moon, I can't wait for. So 6th of May can't come quick enough, Horo. Ah, so there you go. Regardless of what reason it was delayed for, it was disappointing. But hey, that's one of those things. But looking forward to that release coming up for sure. Yeah, indeed. Alrighty, I just wanted to briefly mention this week that the Belfast International Tattoo uh, is happening. I've been asked a whole range of questions asking, Rab, is it on this year? Can you get tickets for it anywhere? All that stuff. Well, yes, to answer your questions, yes. The tattoo, the Belfast International Tattoo is happening. It's happening on the 2nd of September and the 3rd of September. Three shows in total, uh, with Saturday having an additional matinee performance in the afternoon that you can catch. So if you do want tickets, go along to the SS arena box office and grab your tickets for that now and avoid disappointment i dare say this event will sell out pretty quickly uh once you know word gets out the tickets are still available so yeah like i said second and third of september the belfast international tattoo are opening their doors for this year uh, so go and grab your tickets now and avoid your disappointment indeed now speaking of tickets as well 
I have to say a massive thank you to everyone who messaged in off the back of last week's podcast featuring Klaus Kelt. Klaus Kelt Pipe Band uh, were absolutely incredible whenever I was hanging out with the band last week in the pod. And uh, yeah, I absolutely cannot wait for their upcoming concert in the Marketplace Theatre. And uh, that's next weekend, actually, the 26th of March. It's just around the corner, folks. So if you haven't got tickets for it yet, you're seriously missing out. Klaus Kelt Pipe Band have been putting up profiles of all of the acts, of course, involved. Grancha Pipe Band, we have the Matt Boyd Memorial as well, as well as the uh, the dancers, the drum majors, all of that. Um, pro- they've been publishing all sorts of stuff leading up to the event that's been incredibly interesting to read. And uh, yeah, I for one cannot wait for this event. Of course, yours truly, Muggins here, will be on stage acting the gipe. And if you do want to find out what I'll be up to, then you're going to have to grab a ticket. Now, I do think tickets are pretty limited for it now at this point. And uh, yeah, we're very close to actually selling out the venue. So if you do want to see the concert and avoid your disappointment, like I said, go to the Marketplace Theatre box office now and grab them before they're all gone. Because this venue will be packed out, I am sure, on the night. I'm very excited to see Klaus Kelt in action. Um, so yeah, if you do want to hear what the band sounds like, check out last week's podcast. That was kind of cool. <laughs> so yeah, we have all sorts of little clips and stuff uh, from Klaus Kelt as they're preparing for their concert. And yeah, the band just sounds brilliant, by the way. So yeah, absolutely. Go and check out last week's pod. And if that puts you in the mood, then go and grab tickets for it before they're all gone. Indeed. Alrighty, I have to mention, now, talking about St. Patrick's Day celebrations and stuff, there's been a number of bands that have already been out there celebrating. I have to mention the City of Chicago Pipe Band. City of Chicago! Woo! Yeah, those guys have been out for the first time over two years, been on lockdowns and all sorts, but yeah, they're now back out and performing again, and it was just brilliant to see. So... Yeah, I have to. They were posing for photographs with their friend Southpaw in partnership with the Chicago White Sox. I think that must be a baseball thing. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not familiar with baseball. Uh, but there you go. <laughs> That's the stuff that Rob got wrong. But there you go. But apparently they were on the telly and everything as well. Uh, so yeah, shout out to the city of Chicago Pipe Band. Fantastic to see us all back together again and playing. And uh, yeah, I dare say there should be a little video or two of you online as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Of course, so all of us online can enjoy it too. Yeah. Alrighty, I have to mention then the Duncan Johnson Memorial Competition this past weekend, March 12th. Yes, it was quite successful, I have to say. Unfortunately, there wasn't any live-streamed content from this. However, we were hoping to be able to tune in online and actually watch the competition. Alas, that didn't happen. So... Yeah, it is what it is. We just had to wait until the competition ended. And then we got our results online. So the overall winner of the B grade, of course, was Ben Mulhern on Peabrook Preference. So well done to Ben. Now, for all all of your full results and everything, I could sit here and just list them all off for you. But uh, rather than do that, I would just like you to go along to bagpipe.news, where your full listings are there, I have to say... Full congratulations to all of the prize winners. Seems to be quite a list of the who's who of the piping scene. You know, there's quite a lot of recognisable names in there. Uh, So well done to everyone involved in the Duncan Johnson Memorial uh, competition. I think it was quite a thundering success, actually. And uh, also in the Piper's Trist restaurant, after the competition, there was a bit of a session. A lot of the musicians all stayed behind and just started playing tunes in the restaurant for the crack. And apparently... Um, <clears throat> I have it, an unconfirmed reports that it might have went on till the wee hours. I'm not 
Not confirming nor denying. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And well done to everyone involved again. That Duncan Johnson Memorial Competition. And uh, to everyone there at the National Piping Centre. I think it was an absolute success indeed. Alrighty, on to the next news story then. This week, unfortunately, there was a bit of a news story drop from good friend of the show, Daniel McDermott, of course, bagpiper within Vararian District, who put out a post on social media telling everyone that he had been burgled. Yeah, and that's absolutely heartbreaking. Now, at the best of times, this is a terrible thing to happen to anyone. Uh, But the reason he posted it on social media is because his bagpipes had been stolen, along with a bunch of practice chanters, drone reads, all sorts of stuff had all been stolen. Uh, Obviously, they were all in the pipe box in his house and uh, managed to have them stolen. So, yeah, he's now currently trying to chase them back down again. His pipes are very distinctive, and he's provided full descriptions and photographs and everything, uh, so that, yeah, McCallum stocks, they have a gym bag bag, uh, MG cane drone reads in them, and the whole case, everything, along with all the various practice chanters, were all kept together, and were all just lifted. Uh, so... There's that, plus a ton of other personal items as well that Daniel had lost. But obviously his bagpipes uh, obviously have particular value to him as a piper in Inverary. And uh, yeah, it's absolutely heartbreaking for any bagpiper out there to have, you know, their their joy, their, their instrument stolen from them. And yeah, just awful news, Daniel. So anyone out there who would have any information about the pipes or, you know, may well have stumbled across a quite a unique set of McCallum pipes, uh, then definitely get in contact with us here at The Rab Show or contact Daniel McDermott himself on social media. He would love to hear from you. Like I say, these pipes are quite distinctive and, uh, yeah, they're owned by, you know, a grade one bagpiper in Verary. It's not like these pipes are played by, you know, Jimmy who plays on the corner of a Scotland the Brave trying to, you know, busk for a living. No, these are played by a professional musician who, yeah, really knows his onions and these pipes have quite sentimental value as well. So if you can help Daniel in the hunt for his bagpipes, and a lot of the piping scene have done what they can, you know, to put the word out there to make these bagpipes too hot to handle, I suppose. Uh, so, yeah, if you can help, if you do know of where there may be, no matter where you're listening right now, uh, then please do consider uh, our messaging ourselves here in the Rab Show. You can even do it through Weekly Drone if you want. Ask uh, us completely anonymous. Or, yeah, you can contact Daniel McDermott direct, of course, on social media. And uh, any information at all that leads to, you know, having these bagpipes returned, well, definitely, he'd be very, very grateful, indeed. Yeah, so there you are. Not the best news story, of course, but moving on from that to happier climbs, I suppose. Shout out to Fife Polis, who had a bit of a Sunday practice this past week and uploaded a little bit of a photograph of the band all having a quite involved team talk, by the looks of it. Yeah, Pipe Major's giving a little bit of a pep talk and uh, everyone's paying very close attention as to what exactly is being said. And I'm fascinated. I want to know what that pep talk's about. <laughs> you know, is he giving them a bit of a dressing down, saying that MSR is shocking, it's terrible, you need to work harder at home, boys, this is awful? Or, you know, ah, things are going well, can't wait to hit the grass. You know, here we go. Uh, yeah, always, oh, love these behind-the-scenes things that bands are uploading at the moment. And there's loads of them, too. You know, plenty of bands out there 
Uh, I think Kildog actually, you know, we're uploading, you know, practice footage and stuff as well. There's loads of bands out there practicing at the moment, preparing for this incoming season. And it's just awesome to see some of the behind the scenes stuff. So, yeah, if you do have practice, uh, you know, pictures, videos, material at all uh, that you are willing to release without all of the whoopsies, then definitely send them on to us here in the Big Rab Show. We'd love to share them out there. Indeed. If anything, it kind of lets everybody else know that you're not struggling alone. You know, you may well be in your band hall trying to struggle your way through the MSR for the fifth time that night. But there's other bands out there doing the exact same. So you're not alone. (laughs) Oh, well, there we go. All right. Next news story then. I have to give a mention to Dunedin Highland Games and Festival, who put out a bit of an announcement saying that they are now experiencing one of the largest entries in the ba- in the, the game's history. They have 21 pipe bands entered. 21! Now, that's huge. So, quite impressive. All the way from Grade 5 up to Grade 1, and uh, plenty of bands travelling into Dunedin for the games specifically, uh, from New York, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Texas, South Carolina, and even more. And, hey, this is fantastic. So the games themselves, I think, is at, yeah, Saturday, uh, April 2nd. So all going to be held in Highlander Park in Dunedin, Florida. Tickets are available for spectators if you do want to go down to it. And uh, as far as any online content from the event is concerned, we've heard zero plans with absolutely no idea if there will be anything online. Uh, but suffice to say, this event is going to be quite huge with 21 bands entered Really looking forward to this, actually. So shout out to everyone who's heading to Dunedin on the 2nd of April. Real excited to see that. And, uh, and yeah, even including a Grade 1 competition. So I'm hoping that the Grade 1 Dunedin uh, pipe banner make an appearance there and we'll get to hear them. Uh, so very excited for that. So there you are. For more information, of course, you can check out all the various websites. You can get your tickets for uh, the 54th annual Dunedin Highland Games and Festival uh, on Eventbrite. There you are, and I think they're $20, or you can pay a little extra for a few more perks and stuff, so there you go, yeah. Now, I have to give a mention this week to the BCPA, uh, British Columbia Pipers Association, will be conducting their 89th annual gathering online only. Yes, it's online only, it's not going to be in person online only and for full details i would like you to go to bagpipe.news where they have published all of this along with all your various links and stuff where you have to put in your entry forms and uh, every grade is going to be pre-recorded apart from grade one so if you're entering in grade one you'll have to do it live but every other grade from grade two down yeah, they can all pre-submit their performances uh, via YouTube, apparently. And there's all sorts of requirements as to how exactly it is to be presented. I think you have a week to record it. You have a week to record it and get it uploaded and then sent in. And, yeah, all has to be in by a certain time. There's a lot of details here about plan requirements, gradings and stuff and all of that. Again... Either go and check out the BCPA website or on bagpipe.news. They've quite a... Yeah, a detailed report on this. And, uh, yeah, I have to say, good luck to everyone taking part in that. I think it's going to be quite a prestigious competition with a lot of people getting involved in that. So, yeah, very excited to see how that unfolds. And the online element of it, of course, too. We do hope to see a good lot of the performances from this event as it goes live. Yeah, with a bit of luck. There you are. So looking forward to that, indeed. So shout out to the BCPA. Also, I have to give a mention, uh, last week we gave a shout out to Bradley Parker and his brand new single, Journey. 
Well, Bradley, yeah, has been quite successful with this brand new single, Journey. Uh, so much so that BBC here in the UK, uh, BBC Music, uh, he's actually featured on their introducing section. Yeah. So BBC Radio Scotland and the BBC Music Introducing, both of them have featured his new single, Journey, on their Travelling Folk show. So that's absolutely awesome. So for anyone wanting to go and have a listen to Journey, if you haven't downloaded it yet or bought it, or you can Spotify it too. Uh, So go and have a listen to it. Honestly, it's a cracker. So shout out to Bradley Parker, who's obviously uh, yeah, proven to be quite successful with his, uh, his latest new single, their journey. So go and have a listen to it, honestly. I know I played a little clip of it last week. It's definitely worth a full listen through, though. It's a very, very cool tune. There you go. Alrighty. Uh, speaking of tunes and all the rest, I have to give a mention to Sean Maloney. Now, it's been a while since we've heard from Sean. Uh, Since he's released his book and everything, he's kind of disappeared for a wee while. Although we did see him at the Blackthorn Piping Society whenever they reopened their doors last year. Well, Sean posted a performance there on the March 13th. And he performed a previously unpublished 3-4 March called The Beaches of the North Coast. Now, this was a tune that he composed on a way home from a brilliant family day out in Bonone. There you are, last summer. So, yeah, it seemed fit to have inspiration to write a tune there. And uh, apparently he'll be playing this, you know, previously unpublished and unreleased tune at the upcoming Klaus Kelt concert at the end of the month, along with a lot of others as well that he's keeping up his sleeve. So if you do want to hear this tune by Sean Maloney, uh, just go and check him out on social media. Or, of course, we've shared out the video, of course, on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. So shout out to Sean. It's just brilliant to see some new tunes coming. And, yeah, can't wait to see him on stage on the 26th of March. That's going to be all sorts of exciting. Yeah, shout out to Sean Maloney. Awesome stuff. All right, I have to mention the Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association put out a little bit of an interesting advertisement, um, and I'll read it here for you, all right? Because I'm not quite sure what they're looking for. Have you got a passion for piping and drumming? Do you want to see the RNZ PBA engage and reach out to new, in new and innovative ways? Have you got some ideas? Or how can we better promote why pipe bands are a great life choice? Well, the association want to hear from you. There you are. So if you do have some interesting new ideas on how to promote and all that, then get in touch with them. I don't know. Maybe you have like a marketing degree and you think that perhaps the association could market their music better. I don't know. Get in contact with them. There you are. So it's promotions at rnzpba.com. They really want to hear from you. So if that does sound interesting, why not? There you are. I have to say, uh, the New Zealand Association are absolutely brilliant at promoting themselves, you know, and the, their music and their musicians with all of their incredible live stream content, all of that stuff. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, they're obviously trying to up their game. So shout out to the New Zealand Association. Very exciting down there. Yeah, indeed. Also, I have to give a mention to the Lockhaber Piping Society. Their annual junior competition is actually coming up in the coming weeks. Saturday the 26th of March. Yeah, It's going to be held in the Lockhaber Gaelic Primary School uh, in Fort William there. And yeah, doors open at 9.30am prompt. Now, if you are wanting to take part in the event, like I said, all the details are available on their website for the Lockhaber Piping Society. And closing dates for your entry forms are the 18th of March. So you haven't got too long. Uh, so it's £3 per entry, and uh, late entry will not be permitted. There you are. So if you are wanting to take part in that Lockyer Piping Society annual junior competition, you have until the 18th to get your uh, entries in and all that. So I'll just leave that there, and you can do with it as you will. 
Alrighty, moving on to another little news story then. I have to give a plug this week to some of the Celtic and folk music's powerhouses. And yeah, I have to mention Braybrack. Braybrack! Yeah, that dual bagpiping powerhouse that is Braybrack. They have finally made an announcement that they are coming to Northern Ireland. Now, they've been touring Scotland and mainland UK now for what seems like years. And for the first time in what seems like years, they're finally jumping across the Irish Sea for a few gigs here in Northern Ireland. Starting on the 7th of April, they're heading to Armagh in the Marketplace Theatre, same place as the Klaus Kelt concert actually, but the following week. They're then going to Straban, Mahara, and then finishing off in Belfast in the Duncairn Centre. So there you are. If you are interested, then go along to braybrack.com, grab your tickets for this, because seriously, these folks don't make the journey to Northern Ireland too often. And so when they do, then you really do need to take advantage of it and go and support their gigs. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm actually thinking I might be at all of these. (laughs) I know, I know, I'm not sad. I'm a huge, huge Braybrack fan, and I, yeah, I am hoping to get to all of them. Uh, But yeah, for sure, I do hope to meet up with the band, actually, and have a good chat with them. And uh, yeah, catch up with Braybrack, see how the world's been treating them, and... uh, yeah, hopefully bring that interview here to the pod. So, yeah, shout out to Braybrack fans. If Yeah, if you're living here in Northern Ireland specifically, now is your chance to go and see these guys in action. And seriously, they can put on a blistering show that'll leave your mouth hitting the floor. <laughs> I've seen Braybrack live a few times now, and every time I've never been disappointed. It's a blistering show. So go and check out uh, braybrack.com. Grab your tickets. Uh, they're over here in sunny Northern Ireland. Yeah. Now, I mentioned earlier that the National Piping Centre are going to be running a bit of a spring adult gathering. Well, they've just announced in recent days who their instructors will be. Uh, So we have Wilson Brown, Connor Sinclair, Alice Sutherland, Dr. Andrew Bova, of course, yes. We have Dan Nevins as well and Danny Hutchison. Now, apparently, they'll be available on two different time zones for in-person lessons. Uh, So this will be running from the 25th to the 28th of April. And for more information on how to book your spot and everything, then please go along to the National Piping Centre website and book your spot. There you are. So their upcoming spring adult gathering, definitely one to check out. Uh, So if you're wanting some professional instruction, indeed. Yeah. Also, I have to give a little reminder, and uh, especially for folks living here in Northern Ireland, I do know there's a lot of Northern Ireland specific stories this week, folks. Sorry. Uh, but yes, the 70th Ulster solos are coming up, and I just wanted to remind you all your entry forms have to be in by the 20th, which is Sunday at 3 p.m. on the 20th. Get your entry forms in if you are wanting to participate in the 70th Ulster solos. Just wanted to drop that into conversation there. All right. <sighs> Alright, you guys know that I've been avoiding this news story up until this point, so let's get to it. First of all, I want to talk about the entry forms. The entry forms for our major championships are now available on the RSPBA website. All of them. So for all of our major championships, if your band is wanting to participate in one or all of these, then you need to go to the RSPBA site right now. Go and download the form and it has all of your instructions as to your playing requirements, your rules and regs and stuff and all of that. And uh, yeah, where you need to send it to, your registration fee, all of that kind of boring admin stuff. (laughs) It's up there now on the RSPBA website. And I'm telling you all now ahead of time because I don't want any band out there not being able to compete because they haven't submitted their paperwork. So yeah. 
The association have made this available in good time. This is March and our first major isn't until May. So you have a good couple of months to get these in at least I think. Uh, so yeah, all your deadlines and stuff are all up there. Your information's in all your entry forms. So go RSPBI website. Go and check them out. Now. If anything, I downloaded the form for the British Championships here and it talks about the various prize money that's on offer. Uh, First prize in Grade 1 at the British Championships is 750 quid, which is not bad. That's not amazing, but it's not bad either, you know, at the same time. So there you go. And also, if you do manage to lift the British title as an adult drum major, you get £80. There you go. Uh, So, yeah, and also, uh, you know, you can look at all your various different playing requirements and stuff and when the draw will take place. The draw, if they're British, actually, just by interest, uh, will be taking place on Wednesday the 13th of April. There you are. Uh, So, yes, the closing date for the British is the 6th of April, so just a couple of weeks, actually, for that one. So, I have to mention, at the very bottom of the form, and there's something that's really kind of caused me a bit of... uh, distress and uh, we will certainly reach out to RSPBA about this to possibly get some clarification on it and bands may not have noticed this right at the very bottom where it talks about entry forms and fees and stuff um, there's a final little bullet point that says all video and audio rights remain with the RSPBA and this really piqued my interest because obviously ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we're trying to launch a brand new venture, a new project called Big Rab Show TV, uh, where we're upping our game when it comes to you know the production of online live streaming. And this last little bullet point has me really concerned. All audio and video rights remain with the RSPBA. Now, whether that means that we'll be able to turn a camera on at all, even switch on a microphone, for that matter, and be able to produce a podcast. We have no idea at one of these events. Uh, So all audio and video rights remain with the RSPBA. This has completely took us by surprise, and it's the first time we've ever seen it on an entry form. And, uh, yeah, we're going to ask the RSPBA here for clarification on this point and why bands are kind of being asked to sign up to this uh, when they're entering into any of their competitions and just where did this come from what does it mean will we be able to you know film or do anything at an event i don't know it raises a lot of questions and uh i'll just leave it at that point but uh yeah it did cause us cause for concern and we will reach out to rspba to try and get clarification on that point uh but yeah just in case your band is considering entering and you know perhaps that could be of a concern to you you know in your own particular band that perhaps you don't want all of the audio and video rights uh signed over to rspba then perhaps take that into consideration uh yeah it's an interesting one but there you are i just wanted to draw that to your attention and you can draw your own conclusions <laughs> uh, and yeah of course ourselves and the rab show will continue uh to try and chase this one down and get clarification on that point and find out just what is happening with the audio and video rights uh of the british championships and for all the championships for that matter because it's on all of the entry forms it's an interesting one anyway entry forms aside let's move on to the next news story which has quite inspired our whoopsie Yeah, our word of the week this week, which is whoopsie. Just today, whenever I hit record on this week's podcast, we had an announcement from the RSPBA headquarters. And I'll read you a bit verbatim. The chairman of the board of directors of the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association are in an unfortunate position of announcing that Dr. Alison Burke, 
Yes, we remember talking about her in the show. Operations manager and chief executive designate has withdrawn from the position. Ooh. Whoopsie. After several weeks of familiarization with the role, she felt it was not what she expected when she accepted the position. Next paragraph. It says, The board of directors wish to thank Alison for her input into our organization in the short time she has been with us and extend their best wishes for the future. We are pleased to say that Ian Hamilton has agreed to remain in post until the board of directors review the situation. Do you need me to say it again? Whoopsie! Yeah, this looks incredibly bad for, for the both the chairman and the board of directors. And uh, yeah, they weren't lying when it says it puts them in an unfortunate position. Um, I think they're being incredibly careful with the wording here. Uh, and whenever the announcement came that Dr. Alison Burke has withdrawn from the position... I'm sure you guys out there will know that the rumor machine went into overdrive. It's as if someone just put like some high octane fuel in your, you know, your Ford Cortina and it just went, wow, it went mad. My phone dang near exploded with all sorts of different theories of why she could possibly withdraw from such a position after several weeks of familiarization. And that's the bit that stings. We do know that Dr. Alison Burke has all sorts of professional qualifications to her name. She's a PhD, she's a Master of Letters, she has all sorts of a great academic background. She's also a, ma- a Master of Arts and Classics and Theatre from the University of Glasgow. And, uh, you know, she was previously project manager with various different country parks and stuff. She was definitely a very experienced candidate for the role. And the fact that she had no apparent experience or in-depth knowledge of pipe bands a lot of people actually seen that as a positive they were saying that it was brilliant to see someone from outside of the pipe and scene get such a senior role and they could hopefully help with the management of rspba hq and possibly see our pipe and scene going in a new direction a new and modern direction perhaps and ourselves in the Big Rab Show, I remember when we spoke about it at the time and her appointment and how excited we were about how we were looking forward to seeing what she brings to the role. Now, Ian Hamilton's back in the post again. And Ian Hamilton is a fella that I feel incredibly sorry for. He's been, <laughs> I mean this in the best possible way, but Ian has been trying to retire now for a couple of years and... To date, he is still to do it. He's, he hasn't been able to. He's had to remain in post to try and keep that wheel turning. So, shout out to Ian for, you know, agreeing to stay in post and to keep those wheels turning. Uh, full kudos to him. And I genuinely feel bad for the guy who's been trying to retire from this role now for years. But he can't. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's, it's terrible. Uh, so, shout out to Ian. Thank you for keeping the wheels turning. And, uh, yeah, who knows, we may still have your voice announcing the World Champions uh, this year. And uh, I did say at the time that it won't be the same without him, you know, because Ian Hamilton is the voice of the World Championships. Like, seriously, he is. So, yeah, it would have been very different to have Alison Burke announce the results and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it just wouldn't have been Ian, you know. Ian's just the voice of the world for me, personally. But there you go. And, you know, a change would have been good as a holiday. Yeah. But... 
That one line that really piqued my interest, I think, has had been poured over and poured over by all sorts of people at the HQ level to make sure that it was uh, spun in a certain way as to kind of minimize the damage. She felt it was not what she expected when she accepted the position. So that kind of raises the question, what exactly was she expecting? Was it not all in the job description, you know, exactly what her role would be, what she would be responsible for? And also, during the interview process, I'm sure she had opportunity to talk about, you know, the association in general and what her role may entail. And, you know, obviously she ticked all the boxes and got the job and, you know, was deemed to be quite fit and able and capable and definitely qualified. And then, you know, after a few weeks... Deciding to go, nah, that's not for me. Nah, you know, nah, no thanks. Now, I have to say, this new story is definitely a huge whoopsie for the association and definitely puts them on the back foot uh, because rolling into a brand new season where we do need something strong and steadfast to hang on to, which would be our association, as they're trying to rebuild our piping scene back to what it once was, seeing that things... You know, with that role of the chief exec not being completely settled, mm, doesn't bode well. I mean, the rumor machine is absolutely rife, by the way. I have heard so many stories about why she stepped away from the role. But until we actually hear it from the horse's mouth or from RSPBA themselves, then we won't report it here on the podcast, unfortunately. Although... I'm sure you guys know out there, there are many out there in the piping scene, oh yeah, I heard it on good authority from someone who knows, who knows, who knows. Yeah, that happens a lot, you know, <laughs> gossip is one thing, and we've talked about that here in the pod here before. We don't really like reporting on gossip, of course, and we only ever like to report on facts or statements and things that are put out there for the public eye. And uh, yeah, going on the statement that we got from headquarters, I do understand that this has been heavily edited. And I do believe that there could well be a lot more to the story here, but we're not going to get it. And we're not going to hear it. And suffice to say, the only thing that we're going to hear is that Alison has stepped back from the role and will not be doing the chief executive job. And Ian is back in the driving seat again until it can get someone else. And that's pretty much the story. So, yeah. Is it a whoopsie? Absolutely. Is it poor timing? Absolutely. Does it put us all on the back foot possibly as well and yeah when things are already unsteady as we're trying to rebuild what we once have then yes potentially however i would would kind of refer you back ian hamilton has a wealth of experience and definitely knows how a pipe band association runs and uh yeah if anyone should be filling that role in the interim i'm glad it's ian because i dare say he'll be able to shoulder the burden and bring us into a new season with all guns blazing so very much happy about that decision that ian's taking that role of chief exec but it doesn't bode well so many questions around why dr burke decided to step back from the role why was it not what she expected Surely there shouldn't have been any huge surprises here. There shouldn't have been anything in, you know, the job description, if you like, that would have come to a surprise and go, oh, well, I didn't expect that. I don't like that. I'm stepping back. I'm not doing that. Very odd. Very strange. And, of course, all these dealings behind the scenes we're never going to hear about, of course. 
And uh, But hey, it's one of those things, you know. So now we don't have a chief executive and we're just waiting to see if anyone else will take up that role or exactly what the new appointment process will look like. And will Ian Hamilton ever be able to retire the poor fella? <laughs> God love him. All he wants to do is put his heels up and relax. And then he keeps getting pulled into this job that it, he's been trying to retire from for ages. God love him. But yeah, kudos. <laughs> so there you are. That's the big news story. If anyone was tuning in this week to get all the controversy and all the, oh, this happened and this happened and he said, she said kind of thing. No, we weren't going to get into that. But, yeah, we did talk about the story. That's the facts that are out there in the public eye for now. And if there is anything more, if there's any further details as to why she decided to step back, then, of course, if it's from the horse's mouth, then definitely we may well report on that and we'll keep you across all of that. But, yes, as the chief executive position uh, sits vacant currently and we'll hopefully get someone in that role very soon, then we'll definitely keep you updated to developments there. But it's a very interesting story. And uh, it's a big whoopsie, I suppose, at the worst possible time. There you are. Alrighty. Moving on to our next little news story then. Shout out to Paisley and District RBL Pipe Band who are looking for brand new members. Now, whether you've been sitting at home not playing at all for the past couple of years, doesn't matter. The band want to hear from you. Their email address is pipingpaisley at gmail.com. So you could be a piper, drummer, tenor, bass, doesn't matter. The RBL Pipe Band there, they want to hear from you. So if you are interested in taking up the challenge and possibly playing with Paisley and District RBL Pipe Band, then get in contact with them. That email address again, pipingpaisley at gmail.com. There you are. Also, I have to give a brief mention to uh, Thunderstruck, the play. Now, you guys know I'm a huge fan of this play. I've heard nothing but good reports about it, but I've yet to actually see it in person. Obviously, it tells the story of late, great, legendary bagpiper Gordon Duncan and his story. And, yeah, Thunderstruck, the play, are telling us that they're now putting the finishing touches to their upcoming tour dates and of course as soon as we know further information about where they will be presenting the show then we'll definitely keep you guys across it as to where you can get tickets and go and see it and i know for one i definitely want to see this show man i've been talking about it now for what seems like years since its launch at pipe and live and it's been just getting rave reviews and winning awards all over the place i'm absolutely like i have to see this show i have to see it so there you are. Shout out to Thunderstruck. Yeah. <laughs> Thunderstruck the play. Go and check out their social media for more announcements, of course, in the coming weeks. Looking forward to that. All right. Now, fans of Nightworks. Yes, Nightworks are absolutely huge here in the UK. And they mix electronica with uh, Celtic and folk and trad. And they're quite an awesome band. And they had a quite a huge gig at Celtic Connections postponed on them they were going to be playing along with the bbc scottish symphony orchestra and a load of other special guests and it was all going to be held in the glasgow royal concert hall but you guessed it thank you to the pandemic the whole thing had to be postponed well they've just announced now in recent days that it's going to be held on the 22nd of june in the glasgow royal concert hall with the orchestra with all those special guests so for everyone who had bought tickets for the celtic connections show uh keep your tickets they are still valid uh so yeah go and check that out the glasgow royal concert hall uh nightworks with the bbc scottish symphony orchestra that would be all sorts of incredible to watch man looking forward to that one now 
Before we wrap up the news and updates and everything this week, I have to give a mention to a pipe band that I wasn't aware of, uh, but I believe they're from Australia. I have to give a mention to Noosa and District Pipe Band. Now, I could be completely butchering their name there, so apologies if I mispronounced that. But they did put out a photograph recently of their brand new bass drum skin. And oh my god, it took my breath away. (laughs) It is awesome. It's an incredible piece of art. And, you know, there's a sunset, there's mountains, there's crashing waves here. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So... I have no idea who produced the bass drum head at all, or even, I don't know much information about the pipe band, but their bass drum is incredible. So we've shared it out there, of course, on the Big Rab Show social media, and if you're watching this YouTube video right now, of course, that's the bass drum head you're looking at right now, and it's just brilliant. So, yeah, keep in mind, Big Rab Show Awards, we do have a prize for coolest bass drum skin, uh, so this is a possible contender right there. So, yeah, shout out to Nusan District Pipe Band. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Uh, but, yeah, what an incredible bass drum skin. I absolutely love it. So colourful. And I mean it. It's a piece of art. Fantastic stuff. Okay. I have to give a mention to Hawthorne Pipe Band. Yes, Hawthorne. You guys know that they were going to be uh, presenting a upcoming concert called Legacy. And we've talked about it before. It's going to be in the Hawthorne Arts Centre as part of the Melbourne Tartan Festival. Now, this concert was pretty much sold out. But, as far as I'm aware, there's now tickets available for it. They've kind of released some extra seats. So, if you are interested and want to go and see Hawthorne in action on the 16th of July... Now's your chance. So go along to the Melbourne Tartan Festival where they've published details of where you can go and grab tickets for it. Hawthorne Pipe Band and their Legacy concert coming up on the 16th of July. Dead excited for that, actually. So, yeah, shout out to Hawthorne. Really looking forward to that. Yeah. Now, for those involved in the piping scene and who's been listening to the Rab Show for long enough, you guys know that we've been talking about the Dune soundtrack. Well, recently, uh, they won a BAFTA actually yeah Hans Zimmer won a BAFTA uh, for an yeah for a best soundtrack I think it is yeah a winning soundtrack so there you are the Dune soundtrack won a BAFTA now the reason I'm giving it a mention on a piping podcast is because there was many many incredible bagpipers involved in its making now I've had a listen to the Dune soundtrack and I've still I don't know where the piping is I've been trying to find it Maybe it's in there somewhere and I've just possibly skipped it or something stupid. But I'm going to have to sit down and have a proper listen to the Dune movie soundtrack. Because, yeah, congratulations on winning a BAFTA for best soundtrack. And all those bagpipers who were involved in its production, well done to all of you. I'm sure you're dead proud of it. It's quite an achievement. And, uh, yeah, kind of bodes well for the, the Oscars next, I think, after the BAFTAs. I'm not entirely sure, Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely going to have to have a listen back to the Dune soundtrack and try and pick out where the bagpipes are. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie yet either, so perhaps when I'm watching the movie, I'll pick it out easier. I don't know, but there you go. Congratulations to everyone involved there at the Dune movie soundtrack. Fantastic stuff. All right, I have to give a mention uh, to Jack Lee's website, bagpipemusic.com. We put out a bit of an announcement there just today that they've added additional music to their site from legendary pipe major Richard Parks, of course, and also Terry Tully. 
Yeah, so both of them had tunes submitted, and uh, yeah, they're all up there now on bagpipemusic.com. Now, the beauty about bagpipemusic.com is not only do you get the written sheet music that you can download and take with you, but also you get a uh, recording of the, what the tune should sound like. Jack Lee actually performs the tune, and uh, yeah, so you can get it in PDF format along with the recording and everything to so help you give you a bit of context. So yeah, a lot of great tunes up there by Terry Tully. And the, uh, there's so many, not, I don't know, I'll be reading a hashtag list for you. So tunes by Terry and by Richard, both available on bagpipemusic.com. So go and check that out, indeed. Alrighty. Uh, moving on to the next news story, I have to mention everyone who's got in contact with this for Big Rab Show TV. I have to say a massive thank you. However, we are still kind of lacking on folks from right here in the UK. If you are based in Northern Ireland or Scotland and you're going to be heading to any of our upcoming competitions, then we do need to hear from you. Otherwise... Our project may not happen here in the UK. We've had a wealth of volunteers from around the globe, from Australia, New Zealand, United States, Canada, all over really. And uh, yeah, we dare say that we have our pretty much our international seasons uh, pretty well covered at this point. But as for our UK season, not so much. So if you are able to help us here in Scotland or Northern Ireland specifically, then we really do want to hear from you. Can you point a camera at a pipe band? then you're just the person for us. We'd love to hear from you. So our email address, as always, bigrabshow at gmail.com. If you'd like to help us with Big Rab Show TV, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Alrighty. Okay, folks. Well, you've lasted to this point in the podcast and you deserve a big pat on the back because that's quite an involved week of news, I suppose. But yes, if you've stayed tuned to this point and you've been looking forward to the interview with the Chilis, then you're in luck because it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time. For the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The bass and tenors now come with Georgian oak hoops, which feature their head stress management system, and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing, and feel amazing. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time. And yes, you guessed it. This was from the time they were here in Belfast a few weeks ago uh, for their big gig in the Waterfront Hall in Belfast City. So, yeah, I have to say it was absolutely brilliant hanging out with the guys at the Red Hot Chili Pipers who seemed genuinely excited to be hitting the stage again and 
Celebrating 20 years on the road, it's not a small thing by any means. And the Chilis are doing it in style. And, uh, yeah, it was just awesome to hang out with the guys and have a chat with them backstage. So, yeah, let's not delay any further. Let's welcome the Red Hot Chili Pipers to the Big Rab Show podcast. So, I'm here with the Red Hot Chili Pipers. You guys are back in Belfast. And after a couple of years, I suppose, thanks to the pandemic. Can I ask you then, first of all, what's it like to be back on the road again, gigging? Just I mean, like every other musician that we speak to, it's just amazing. We, 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 you kind of take it for granted, uh, something you've been doing for such a long time, um, and so, suddenly you just go on a kind of treadmill. And we just spoke about that earlier on. You know, you used to look at your diary and think, "Oh man, when am I ever going to get a day off?" And now, when it's taken away from you, and it has been taken away from us for about two, over over two years, really. It's yeah. just a, such a joy. And I can't believe it. And obviously, you, you look back with hindsight, which is an exact science. And I can't believe I'd ever, ever have taken something like this for granted. And I know now, with a certain degree of utter certainty, that um, I can't replace this in my life with anything else. I, so every time I step on stage with my pipes, I'll treat it like it's the last time. So it was something that you kind of missed over the course of the pandemic, then stepping out in front of an audience. But now that you're stepping out back in front of crowds, did, were you nervous at all? Was there any kind of trepidation, or were you all guns blazing? You couldn't wait, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, after two years of, of not performing, there, there was a bit of apprehension, maybe a bit of nervousness going back on the stage. But um, but we all got together before we. Took, it's not as if the first time we saw each other after two years was, was uh, when we were about to take to the stage. You know, we had to get together. And, Rehearse again, go back over new tracks, come up with some um, uh, some old tracks, and come up with some brand new tracks, which we're, we're, we're playing as part of this tour and the the twentieth anniversary tour. So, yeah, but now we're at the stage now. We're just we just love being on stage, excited to get on stage. Doesn't matter where the gig is, what the occasion is. Just the fact, as Willie said, there to get the pipes out, you know, get the red socks and the red spawns on, and away, and away we go. That's it. And then business as usual, I suppose. Yeah. So can I ask then about being gig fit? I know from you know playing in pipe bands and stuff, it just takes a bit of stamina. But for what you guys do, it takes another level of stamina. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So have you had to do something then from getting off the couch in front of Netflix to get back fit again? You know, right. Has there been any training in that? It's a really, really good point. I, I, so I'm, I'm the oldest in the band. I'm 57 now. Oh, I was 57 yesterday, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I played the two gigs. We, we played up in Elgin last weekend in Scotland. And I played the matinee and the evening. And I never thought anything of that. I thought I've done that a million times, totally fine. But then couple that, put that into the equation as well. It was a three and a half hour drive to get there and a three and a half hour drive to get back. So a seven hour drive and then a two hour blow in the afternoon, another two hour blow in the evening. And I remember it was my daughter said to me, because she came with me and she was helping with the driving. And I said to her, listen, see if we stayed in the house two doors up, we wouldn't have made it. (laughs) (laughs) I was that tired. Uh, and it's a good question and it's not a question you normally get asked but you have to be some level of uh, fitness to be able to do this and only now when I'm getting a wee bit older do I realise that yeah don't take that for granted either yeah absolutely there is such a thing as gig fit you know for sure and I know even some in the competitive pipe band scene are now taking up walking and running to try and get their lung capacity back so with you guys back out on stage again thumping out the tunes do you ever find like halfway through the show you're gassed or Needing a bit of a break. I <laughs> know, uh, definitely. The first couple of shows was kind of, um, yeah, not, not not really an issue, but like a wake up call in terms of like how how you were before the pandemic. 
Um, but now the amount of material we go through, the choreography, the doublers, you know, it certainly makes you realise where you need to be, you know. Indeed. So I have to say, back in Belfast, you're in the waterfront hall here tonight and it's sold out. Place is packed. What's it like to be back in Belfast? I think the last we were chatting to you, you were over in the SSE a couple of years ago. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Right, we played here. We've been in the waterfront. I think we've played here twice as well. I do like the, the intimacy of this uh, event. I do like the fact that the, the Belfast, the people in Belfast, everybody says this, they're pretty much the same as Glasgow people. The aficionados, though, of the bagpipe, uh, the Highland bagpipe uh, in Belfast, are just the same as they are in Scotland. So I like coming here because... Um, I, I, the other thing I've got to say about coming to Belfast, will be tidy if you make a mistake, <laughs> because you can, you can. There's no, there's no, no way to hide here if you're playing bagpipes. That's for oh. sure. It's a, a very, very knowledgeable uh, audience. That's it. So this tour then that you're kind of branching out at. Well, after you play Belfast, you do a few more gigs back home in Scotland, and then you're over to the States then for a few weeks. Yeah. This is all part of the 20th anniversary that you mentioned, Craig. I don't know about you, but it's so hard to believe the band's been going that long for 20 years. Yeah, and to be honest, looking back on it, there's no reason why the band won't keep going for another 20 years, you know, that, that, that's the thing. And yeah, as you mentioned, we've got a few more shows to do. Basically, what we're having to do is, is you know, do the, the, the balance of the Scottish tour, which was supposed to be in December, but had to be put back because of the pandemic. Um, so we've got air um, next Saturday, and then we've got the Alhambra on the, the, the Sunday, and then the band head off to America for eight weeks. Eight weeks, yeah. That's not that's not bad. To head over to the States in the sunshine playing pipes. Bits playing pipes here in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> well I don't know where we're going, it's quite it's still quite cold. Ohio and all that will be quite cold. So we've got a wee, there's a wee break, there's a nine day break. The band we, we gave the band a choice. Do you want to come home for the nine days or do you want to stay out in America? But uh, most most guys have taken the time to come home to see their families. I'm, I'm, I've taken the opposite. I'm going to yeah, go to Vegas with my wife. Nice. For the night, <laughs> we're going to go to Vegas for five days, and we're going to do a couple of days in Boston and a day in Chicago, and then carry on the tour. And my wife's going to come out and join the band. So, I, I again, you would just pinch yourself. I, I, I pinch myself daily having done this for twenty years, and I remember the first gig. Mm. And we played up at uh, the Fairmont St Andrews Hotel uh, last night. Is that last night or the night before? Yeah, Thursday, yeah. Thursday, yeah. Uh, and I say to the boys, I say, here, listen, this is the first gig that the band ever played. And uh, they went, what's it? I went, I, it was 20 years ago. And uh, how'd you go? And I says, well, we've done that well that they asked us if we could play outside. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were too loud for them in the room. And they says, can you go and stand outside? And we went, I ain't bother. <laughs> From those early days, though, like the band has seen plenty of changes like it seems to have grown you know, with brass sections keyboards dancers there's a big production now from those early days did you think that the band from its humble beginnings would be where it is now um, well yeah to be honest I mean the Red Hot Chili Pipers is a household name especially when I was learning I remember seeing the band at Piping Life I don't know how long ago that would have been now man. 10 years ten year ago you know yeah. and even since then you know there's there's been so many changes as you, as you said brass you know the scale of the production the lights you know everything that goes into it you know so can just see it getting bigger and bigger and as I keep saying to folk that it's okay listening to recordings but you have to come and see his live you know? it's a live show it's a vibe and I think absolutely but what we've learned, I, I would say the difference between the Red Hot Chili Pipers and other bands, of, maybe especially of this genre, but perhaps not more broadly, I would say that because most of the, in fact, just about every one of us come from a pipe band background, when it comes to the dress, traditional part, well, obviously yeah. not, the yeah. bass guitarist doesn't come from a pipe band, but <laughs> the three people sitting in the room just now all played in grade one pipe bands, 
uh, we grant play grade one pipe band. All the other pipers are not here with us today, all play in grade one pipe bands. Yes. So we take that element of the discipline that's required to play in a grade one pipe band and we make sure that when we're playing the bagpipes on stage, they're perfect, uh, they're utterly perfect. Um, whereas before in the past, perhaps 10, 15 years ago, people would say, and I, I used to hate that, they can say what you want about, about the music that the band produce um, and what we play, because everybody's got their own musical taste. But which, and I think that's totally fine. If you don't really touch other papers, that's fine. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. And I'm broad-minded enough to agree with you there. But what used to really annoy me was people would say that they can't play. Oh, that's just nonsense. Uh, was, yeah. <laughs> come, and, come and step into our shoes and we'll show you how you can play pipes. Exactly. Because, well, if anything, you guys play pipes in some of the most challenging conditions. Uh, you know, all weathers, temperatures, altitudes... And uh, a lot of pipe bands, you know, get to play their world championships every year and go home. And that's a, a rainy Glasgow that you can prepare for. How do you guys prepare for some of the gigs and the challenges with climate, altitude, things like that that people have to cope with? Well, there's, there's most definitely no band on the planet that puts the bagpipes as an instrument to the test like the Red Hot Chili Pipers. I'd say that's accurate. You know, James, James mentioned <laughs> earlier on that, you know, not only are we playing in some, you know, challenging climates, but sometimes we might have two gigs on the one day as well, you know, yeah. so the, the, the pipes are really put to their test. What's interesting actually is about with the, the pandemic and having some downtime is normally the band is on the go constantly, like the eight-week tour that's coming up in America, you know, you're gigging every practically every single day, sometimes twice a day. Um, but it was the good thing about the pandemic is we do some downtime and, um, and the Wallace Bagpipes um, sponsor the band and the band play Wallace Bagpipes and we had the opportunity to basically take in all of the pipes and get them all a wee refurbishment and everybody got a brand new sheepskin bag and everybody, oh, nice. everybody got new reeds and everybody's pipes are all you know back to like it was as if it was a brand new set of pipes and I know Willie has mentioned a couple of times he's been loving it and practicing every single day because the pipes are you know comfortable with the sheepskin bag and, and, and so on but but yeah there's there's no other there's no other band that that puts the, the, the pipes to the That's test it. for sure. But I have to ask then, before I let you go then, what does the future hold for yourselves? Celebrating 20 years on the road with a bit of a tour, what's happening after that? What can we expect from you? It's, it's so exciting. The, 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 the people around us just now are such an eclectic group. They're very, very, very talented musicians. So talented that the bass guitarist, Rory, wrote this two amazing bagpipe tunes. And when we say amazing bagpipe tunes, if you hear them, one of them's called Vicky's Flick, and the other one's called That's What Today. Uh, and these tunes, I'm quite sure, will be played in the Grade 1 uh, competition arena pretty right. soon, because we've already had few, a few people asking us about them. But the band, the future for the band, as Craig just alluded to earlier on, I never thought when, when I started the band all those years ago that there would be any. I just thought, guys, it's bagpipes, you know, it's fancy bagpipes, it's a bit of bag rock, and we'll maybe get a couple of years out of it, and we're having a laugh. But here we are 20 years later, and as Craig alluded to earlier on, the band will be here, it's now... I would say it's a Scottish institution, and I never have to correct myself now because I used to uh, in the past say, uh, "It's a uh, playing a band." Oh, it's a band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I, I love that band. We flew in the. I said, "No, no, sorry, you're thinking of the Peppers." I said the Peppers, <laughs> and that doesn't happen anymore. People say, "Oh, I'm happy to see you." That's all you ask. That's fine. But as Craig says, the band will be here in another twenty years because we don't have a lead singer as long as we recreate the perfect bagpipe sound at the front. Uh, and we're playing harmonies, counter harmonies, melodies, and all that. And we've got the great, amazing rock band behind us. Um, nothing can go wrong. It's just uh, one of these things, and it'll go and go and go. 
uh, and it's not like most other bands who would perhaps say all oh, follow each other and we're not doing it anymore and we're not going to do any more like albums uh, and they fall yeah. by the wayside the Red Hot Chili Peppers if anything they'll get stronger and stronger indeed and I dare say your fan base would certainly thank you for it because tonight's audience cannot wait for tonight's show <laughs> and they're packed to the rafters too so have you any plans in after tonight to possibly come back to Belfast and for another gig yes we'll be back here in 2023 next February um, here at the waterfront so hopefully it's another sell out Saturday night in Belfast nice can't wait for that and no doubt I'll be here for sure front row annoying you <laughs> lads have the best possible show and congratulations on your 20th anniversary by the way thanks Ryan. Yeah, and here's for another 20 yeah cheers <laughs> well, thanks thank cheers. you cheers man oh yes indeed here's to another 20 another 40 50 whatever I dare say the Red Hot Chili Pipers will continue for years to come yeah with huge success now as for that gig in Belfast, that was me chatting to them before they hit the stage uh, because I knew rightly that after they come off the stage they would have been absolutely wrecked uh, because the gig was absolutely blistering. They lifted the roof off the place. <laughs> so I do know that a good lot of people went to see the Chili Pipers with low expectations but walked away thinking, wow, what did I just see? And I keep telling people out there, you need to see the Red Hot Chili Pipers live. Listening to the recordings and albums and stuff and watching YouTube clips and that, it's all well and good. But honestly, seeing the Chilis live in person, it's an experience. It's something you can't quite put your finger on, but it's like whenever anyone's ever seen Fred Morrison live, you know, listening again to albums and recordings is cool and all, but when you see Fred do his thing in person, live, there's nothing like it. Same for the Chilies. And I have to say thank you so much to everyone there at the Red Hot Chili Pipers for having me backstage at your gig and everything and hanging out and just talking nonsense. It was great fun. And uh, I hope you've all had the best experience in Belfast because you're coming back again. Yes, next year, back to Belfast. And I'll definitely be doing what I can to hang out again with the guys at the Chilies uh, ahead of their gig next year. There you are. So, folks, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you, everyone, for downloading this week and each and every week. And don't forget to tell your mates about our wee show, about what we're doing over here, talking about the love of the great Highland Bagpipe. It's music and it's people. Yeah, and if you'd also like to help support the show, then please do consider going over there. Consider going over there to Patreon, clicking on support and being part of the Patreon faithful. Every click really does mean the world to us and uh, helps keep the wheels turning here at the Big Rab Show. You know, with our upcoming you know, projects such as Big Rab Show TV and all that jazz, it certainly helps. Yeah. Now, of course, yeah, if you do want to be kept up to date with all the latest information on that, do check us out on social media, our Facebook page, our Twitter. Of course, our website as well, thebigrabshow.com. That's where you go and kept up to date. And, uh, yeah, as soon as we get any new merch and stuff, we'll let you know. Of course, that's where it'll be at, on thebigrabshow.com, indeed. Don't forget, if there's anything we've spoken about on this week's show or any other show that you have any opinions on, thoughts or questions, please do get in contact with us. That's the lifeblood of the show when you guys get in contact with us. And we absolutely love it when we get emails and weekly drones. So our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com is our email. And our weekly drone is on our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. And I dare say, following this week's news on St. Patrick's Day tomorrow... Uh, yeah, we're going to get some weekly drones, I dare say. So there you are. 
So, wishing you all a very happy St. Patrick's Day, wherever you are listening to my voice right now. Have the best possible time, play a few tunes, enjoy yourself, and if you do drink a beer, then, yeah, drink it sensibly and maybe not be dying the next day. You know, that hangovers can be brutal. <laughs> there you go. Have the best possible time, folks. Happy St. Patrick's Day, and we'll see you here on the podcast next week for another quite an interesting topic of the week. And uh, looking forward to next week's. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say on that front. But uh, yeah, until then, I'll see you next week, folks. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>